Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Oh, hey, buddy. How you doing? You remember what episode this is? This is episode 11. How you doing? Yeah, we've, we've been threatening Todd to put tally marks because we can't remember which one we're recording. How did I get to 11? I thought I was going to be like <laughs> well, you, the bottom. You, you the should lower feel privileged. Ten. You were going to be like 15 or 20, well, and you got bumped. All I got was a phone call in the middle of the night. Hey, man, what are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> Can you come? So the guy you guys are hearing now, if you guys follow the YouTube channel, that is the one and only Todd, Mr. Truck or Track himself. World famous. Just dot com, <laughs> at least in the code around this area. Anyway, in your own mind, yeah, in my own mind. In my so uh, mind. I guess we need to get caught up a little bit on the uh, who is Todd? Why is he here? And how do we know each other? Uh, I worked at a, a John Deere dealer for many, many years called K and W Equipment Company. My favorite place on earth. It was awesome. I know you loved it, but it was old school. It was a great old school dealership. You know, uh, that was back before uh, the you know computers were running wild and everybody had cell phones. And so time and, frame you know, would be what. Uh, I started there in. Uh, well, here let's, we'll go, we'll kick it back a few a few minutes. So in in high school, when I went to high school, I graduated in '94. If you were a senior, you if you had a job, you got to leave half a day. Okay, really? I had so, that actually too. It was called DOTP. I'll never forget it. Lucky dog. We had co-op. That. I think I was in so, my senior year for like a week. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah. So why would you not want to get out of school? Mm-hmm. So uh, I got a job at KW Equipment Company. And my brother-in-law worked there, and then there was a, a parts guy there who's, who's been gone for many years named Norman Mattingly. He ran the parts part. Super old school dude. He's one of those old school dudes that wore his uniform 24-7. You can see Norman at, at Sunday in church. He had his uniform on. You can see him at dinner at Texas Roadhouse. He had his uniform on. So Norman, he was true to the part, man. Yeah, true he was part. a true, true parts manager. He, he let you know because it said it on his shirt. And uh, so at, my gig was I came in at noon, and then uh, they all left at 3.30. But K and W didn't close till five. So from three thirty to five, there's a sixteen, seventeen year old kid in there having full run of the place, run of the joint. <laughs> didn't know a damn thing. Walk this is my shop. <laughs> you get out of my shop. And, and knowing the... you and knowing how little you probably knew about equipment back then, oh, I, I, don't, I don't know how to way to how to explain how dangerous. I didn't even know how to lock the gates. I didn't even know what was going on. So they bring me in there at three thirty. The shop left. So all the everybody left the parts all the parts department left. So from three thirty to five, and I'm going to tell you from three thirty to five, every crazy sob in the planet rolls in wanting something right now. <laughs> I got an emergency. That's all that goes on. Well, yeah, yeah, and I can vouch for this a little bit because I worked night shift at dealer for a short period of time, and there's some interesting individuals. Yeah, yeah, you get them all, and they always want to show up at, at, at five four fifty nine here. They want to oh, yeah. So anyway, I got to learn a whole lot from. 3.30 to 5 because there was no cell phones. You couldn't get a hold of nobody. It was you. And there were other people there. The rental department was there. It's crazy to say like there was no cell phones. Like, there was no oh, cell yeah. phones. No. Uh, yeah. I, that was kind of right around the pager era. Yeah, so yeah, I've seen yeah. a few pagers back then. But that let, me, uh, let me call my boss real quick. Beep, 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 <laughs> beep, beep, beep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We were looking things up on Microfish. Yeah. I remember yeah. Microfish readers. Yeah. They, yeah, they, they had a Microfish reader and they had books. And that was, and then they had an old tube computer that was it was green screen and didn't have any colors and you would type in the numbers it would tell you add stock it would tell you sizes and stuff like that and that was it 
So you uh, you were at K and W for a pretty good little run there, weren't you? I was at K and W. What what the deal was? So I get out of high school, I graduate. My brother in law comes comes to me, and he and my brother in law was he was one of those kind of guys who would take advantage of a situation. I'm just going to be straight up. We don't get along. Right here. <laughs> no, so this anyway, your sister's husband. My or? sister's husband okay. still to this day. He's a dick. <laughs> so anyway, he comes to me, and I'm 18, and he says, "I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll give you a job here, and uh, if you work here." You work you work six days a week. I get off at three thirty. I work seven to three thirty. You'll come in at six thirty, and you'll work till five every day. And Saturdays you'll work six thirty to twelve. I'm, and for two years, at eight, so from eighteen to twenty, I'm working all the time. <laughs> but this is also where you gained a lot of experience. I did gain a lot of experience because I was always there. And also at the beginning, you know, I started to learn how to check in the parts and. You know, uh, John Deere then, uh, the Columbus, uh, they shipped a lot of stuff out of Columbus, and they were great people to talk to. And, I mean, we, we even had parts aired in. They would fly them in on planes. We'd get, you'd go call a, ca- a taxi, and the taxi would go get your part for you. I mean, how, how old school is that? I mean, it's crazy. It's like, like the beginning of Uber. Columbus would be like, hey, I need this drive shaft. I need it aired. They would go and buy the ticket, and they would fly to the Evansville Airport, and then you would go there. You'd pay a cab driver, and he'd go there and get it off the, off the belt. The really? luggage belt and run it to so you. So it'd come through like the same place? Yeah, it would be, it'd be in the luggage compartment. Man. It had a ticket. It, they'd buy the ticket and they'd fly it that's in. Crazy, it. crazy that's, stuff. That's like the beginning of Uber. Oh, yeah. It was the beginning. <laughs> it was, I was in Parts the start. Yeah. But, you know, stuff like that happened. John Deere back then was fantastic. They were, I, I mean, I don't know how they are now. I'm sure they're still good. But uh, John Deere corporate. I don't know. They corporate, 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 corporate. <laughs> but uh, it was a great experience. And the other thing that happened in that time was uh, nobody, all the old school guys did not want to go to Moline and do any of the classes or anything. So they would, I didn't care, I'd get in the car and give me oh, a couple absolutely. hundred, give me a couple hundred about, bucks and I'll go to school. We yeah. talked about and that on a few, uh, a few podcasts back. Is the, some of the best education I got is the uh, classes I took while I was working at the dealership for Mac. They had Mac University send me up to Chicago. And, you know, of course it was, uh, a lot of it was focused on their equipment, but so much of that stuff bleeds over into well, other things. I mean, we had, I mean, going to the schools and getting to learn all the education and, and going to Moline and, you know, John Deere, Illinois, is where it's made, seeing the first plow that John Deere ever made or the millionth plow they made, because that's how they got started. Yeah. You know, when John Deere started, they had nothing in, in Moline, Illinois. And, and John Deere goes, if you'll come work for me, I'll build, uh, I'll build restaurants, I'll build a grocery store, and I won't pay you, but I'll build you a house. And you, you won't want for anything. Right. And that's how John Deere got started. The people that worked for him, they went to his grocery store, to his, and he had every, all the infrastructure, and that's how he got started back in, way back then. Sounds like a whole other podcast right there. It, it, it's crazy. The tours, yeah. the, the, I'll say one thing, I don't want to get too far off topic, but uh, we went there one time and we were doing the plant tour. It was me and Steve Fulkerson, the rental manager, and they had the first high-speed dozer sitting there. Remember the high-speed oh, dozer? Oh, I do. Yeah. These things are cool. They Basically, fell in their face. They were a piece of crap, but they looked cool. Yeah, yeah. they did. They were awesome. <laughs> the, the concept was awesome. It was yeah. a great idea. So a machine that you could literally get on the road, drive 55 mile an hour down yeah. the road to go from job site to job site, you got a 700J uh you know, blade blades that yeah. in front of Which was basically out. a quad track dozer. Yeah. It was. But it, it just it, it was too expensive and it didn't Yeah. But anyway, I, I got a feeling at some point in life that's gonna be one of those concepts that was ahead of its time. I think so. I think so there'll right. be another version of that. Well they tried around. to component that thing really bad. So that was a loader cab, it was some uh, you know, John Deere Ag parts and then John Deere dozer parts. So it was a lot of especially I have to tell you a story back when I knocked a windshield out of a bobcat in that episode. <laughs> Well, here, I'll go ahead and tell. So anyway, we Why go, is there a bobcat at the John Deere? Well, that's a great story. So <laughs> I was in CWP sales, which was uh, skid steers and minis. 
let's back up a little bit. So one day, <laughs> I'm working at K&W, and the John Deere, uh, Richard Payne calls from John Deere. He goes, hey, uh, do you want a job? And I was like, this is John Deere. John Deere, Deere this, no, this is John Deere Ag, the okay. Ag. This was a Gillis tractor at the time. And it was getting ready to be bought up by French Implement. So they called me, and he says, uh, you want a job? I was like, I'm fine where I'm at. And he goes, you're getting ready to get fired. <laughs> and I was like, I'm getting inside. ready to get fired. That's good insider information. And he goes, yeah. yeah, your brother-in-law called me the other day and told me he's going to fire you. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, do you want a job? And I was like, well, let me come talk to you tomorrow. And so I moved from industrial over to agricultural. See, I never even knew you were, you were over on that side. For well, a while. I, I, I didn't like agricultural because agricultural, you could have a guy come in there that has a $100,000 combine. Back then, the 9600 was big. Mm-hmm. And they would come in, and you'd have a guy right behind him that had a... Uh, 214 John Deere lawnmower didn't know his ass from a hole in the ground and he's yelling and screaming at me because he can't he don't know what you come in like hey I got a 214 okay what color deck do you have well it's a deck jackass what do you mean what color it is but the green and yellow is a difference right. you know yeah. green was lighter yellow was heavier and then you know what do you have your belt oh, I ain't got my belt I bought it here in 1983 you son of a bitch I want my belt. and you and, you know you all know <laughs> so anyway <clears throat> Anyway, anyway, so you get these big fights over stupid stuff. Yeah. Meanwhile, the guy and you're trying to help you're trying to help farmers that are paying millions of dollars to have this equipment. They're right behind this jack. Like, so there was a lot more. It, when you're industrial, it's industrial people that know what they're talking yeah. about. That's what they do. You don't have a lot of you know people floating in and out. Of that yeah. You don't industry. have the guy mowing his grass looking for parts in there. Yeah. Like, yeah, amongst yeah the or weed eater or anything like that. So I did. I never even thought about that, but I guess the spread is quite a bit different in the mm-hmm. in that side of the industry. Well, John Deere, if you pull parts, they pull parts out of the same warehouse. You, you don't. Yeah. You know, ag and industrial pull the same thing. Now Hitachi has a contract with John Deere here in the states. So John Deere takes care of Hitachi parts, just like overseas, Hitachi takes care of John Deere's parts. So they just kind of, you scratch my back Yeah, I scratch my back end. I was in all that. There was the 120s were coming in, the 690s were going out, the 550Gs were going out, 650Hs were coming in, 310Ds. That was probably John Deere's heyday in the construction industry. It was unbelievable. It was heyday. When they really had their stuff together with the H's and the the C's and the... They had a meeting one time, they said, we'll never make equipment this long again. We will always keep making new things and, and keep because cat had gotten ahead of them a little bit on pilot controls were a little bit better at that time and yeah you know, it was yeah. the heyday it was awesome man you're talking the 90s mm-hmm. you didn't have a lot of worries it was a little bit slower time in life and it was good it was a fun place to work but anyway so i go over to the ag dealer for a few years uh it was fine i said i i, I don't know i just didn't like ag it wasn't my fit it was a great place there were great people there i know people to this yeah, day just not your cup of tea it wasn't my cup of tea i joined the military and went to the military for a few years had a great experience in that, and then when I came back, uh, I went to work as a machinist at Premium Allied Tool uh, in Philpot, and I did machine work. It was helicopter aviation uh, and uh, machine stuff kind of kind of crossed over a little bit, so I did some machine work. So what you did in the military was I was a '67 Romeo. I worked on Apache helicopters. Really? So I was a crew okay. chief. Yeah. So thank you for your service. Well, I mean, I, never did I didn't. Anything. I don't really talk. Two things you don't do in service: you don't talk about your service because everybody's usually. Makes it bigger than it is. I just worked on helicopters and <laughs> ate hamburgers. It was awesome. I always got off the plane. Was like, where's the best place to eat? <laughs> no one taught. Is probably right. Yeah. Are they having lobster tonight? Where can I get myself a damn Dr Pepper to work? Yeah, yeah, that's early. Can we skip that? Dude, back dude, in the back of his mind, is the back of his mind. But there were people in the military that did, you know, selfless things. That I yeah. mean, you know, being on a flight line, you see people coming off that just did in horrible situations. I was just a mechanic. Don't get me wrong, I know I had to be there, and those I had to work on things to keep things going, but that was it. So anyway, I come back from the military, 
And I actually went back to French Implement Gillis Tractor and I said, hey, can I have my job back? And they're like, well, right now we, we're, we're booked with people. And I was like, okay. And uh, Dick Chris uh, at the time was the president of KW and he had heard I was looking for a job. He called me. He said, come, come back to work for us. So I went back there and worked. This was my longest run. I, I stayed there for a long time. I started backing parts with my brother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> they, they moved me to the Evansville store because me and Mike couldn't get along. And the Evansville store was a hole in the wall. The Evansville store was in the middle of Evansville, Indiana, which is a pretty good-sized town. And you could literally get snake bit in there. Yeah. We had right. snakes. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah, it was. And, uh, and it was a, the Evansville store was very jaded. They had been there for a long time, and they all knew each other, and they all took care of each other. And I was an outsider. Yeah. So they wouldn't take care it of was me. An, they I, were I, nice to me. Don't get me wrong. They were great guys. It was an interesting place, but it was stuck in its time. It was. It was. It was. We, uh, we had one service truck. Most of the service trucks were dispatched out of Owensboro. We had one service truck, and John's tr- service truck would break down every time it rained. <laughs> Can't go out today, boys. Service truck broke down. <laughs> What's wrong with it? Uh, I think power steering broke. Got cut. I mean broke. <laughs> uh, I called down Napa three days out. <laughs> God damn, John. You couldn't lose the forecast. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Big snow would come. Oh, oh, first stretch broke down. Two flat tires. <laughs> you know, I'll be serious. It was yeah. crazy stuff like that. He never went out. But anyway, that was a great place to learn, though, because they were they would take the time to talk with you. It was a little slower pace. Owensboro at the time, for some reason, being a smaller city, was, was more going on. I don't know how to explain yeah. it. They had a lot going on. You know, at KW's heyday, they had Bowling Green, Owensboro, and Evansville. And all those stores were going, and it was a really big thing back in there. I can remember going to the Bowling Green store, cleaning it out. Uh, it's Clark uh, Clark Forklifts is in there now. Yeah, that yeah. Building, but, yeah, I was the uh, first one to fall away. And then Evansville never did really close. You guys, uh, K&W ended up getting bought out by Herb Equipment. And that's about the time you left, right? Well, you know, they, they came in, and I told Dick, and uh, I learned everything I ever learned in sales. Uh, I, I, I know we're doing a podcast there, and really thank Dick for this, I need to, but you know, Dick used to take me, I, so I'm in parts and the CSA customer service advisor one day, he, he has some health issues and he, they said, do you want to go on the road? They goes, you know, you bounce around from him. I was like, I'd love to go on the road. So they said, you can be the customer service advisor and you can be the CWP salesman because of schooling, because I would go to all that still to that day. I'd be like, I'll go. I'll yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. So I was certified for all that. If you're ever in my office, you can see all the plaques on the wall that I went to all the schools. So um, they put me in that job, and Dick kind of took me under his wing. And there was there was three head guys: Roy, Dick, and Steve. And I worked with all three of those guys. And I went to meetings and things that I was like, I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be at this bank <laughs> meeting, or I shouldn't be at this. Uh, they called them mud accounts, multi-unit discounts. I mean, like mud means like they buy a hundred units. I mean, really? and I'm sitting in there like. I'm like, what, what am I doing here? That was a big number. I don't know if I could even do that many zeros. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I know that never existed. Yeah, but I kept my mouth shut and I sat in the back of the room and I listened. I didn't talk back. I and, think that's uh, an important, important point to point out. Is yeah. In the beginning, that's what you need to do is yeah. observe. You know well, there, wasn't no, there wasn't no cell phones or what nothing else going on in the room. It was just you'd go in there and listen. Uh, we did a lot back then with Mosaic and big, huge Cargill on them. Cargill's worldwide. I mean, Alcoa's, uh, you know, big companies. And I got to go in those meetings. And, and again, I would always sit there like, man, I cannot believe I'm in here. This is the most boringest thing I've ever been. I'm not even talking. I'm just holding people's bags. <laughs> For real. And, uh, the, you know, and, and that went on, you know, even in hiring people and letting people go or disciplinary things. And, again, I didn't really say anything in those meetings, but I listened. And, and that helped me out so much today yeah. that I never thought would cross over. I credit a lot of my uh, 
I don't want to say I credit a lot of my success to it, but I am very fortunate of the education I got the couple of years I spent in a in a dealership atmosphere. Just because you you uh, you learn things you don't even realize you're learning that you get to apply later in life. Oh yeah, I know it's it's. And I, I hate it for the young people growing up now. I don't know if they pay that much attention like they used to because yeah. there's so much stuff that could take your attention uh, away from things. So whenever you left K&W, uh, one, what was your position at the company when you left? And two, why did you leave? Well, we came in. Uh, that's a great story. They they came in one day and I told Dick and Roy, I said, uh, they wanted me to stay. There were three or four people they wanted to stay. Because you knew they were getting bought out. Of yeah, yeah. Well, now they kept that very private until the very end because they didn't want to... Uh, I don't know. They just want dissension in the ranks, I guess. I don't know how to explain it. but So they get us all together and they tell us all at once. And they put me in with the sales guys. And I remember going in, that, in the meeting with the sales guys and a couple things happened. The herb showed up three hours late to the buyout meeting. Really? Severely, that sounds about right. Severely upset me because you're talking about a company I'd been working there at that time probably eight, nine years, ten years at this point. On my, you know, This is another run for me. Right, I've already been right. there eventually. And uh, for them to have the disrespect to show up that late. Yep. And then when they come in, they came in. You know how when you come to something, you're already late. You're, you're just trying to rush through it. And that's kind of how I felt. They're going to rush through it. And then they brought me in with the sales guys. And they said, you're you're no longer, you're a contractor. We're only going to pay you this amount of money a, a year. You're, you're going to buy your own truck. You're going to, and just went down this huge list of just negatives. There wasn't no like joking or positive or anything fun about it whatsoever. No so incentives we, to stay. No incentives to stay. So we walk out. And I can't remember the guy's name at the time, but um, he pulls me into another room. He says, hey, you know, we have a lot of CSAs. We really take good care of CSAs. I was like, okay. He goes, uh, you'll get to keep your truck. Not that that's a big deal. I'm just saying this is, yeah. this is a deal. So he sits down with me. He hands me this piece of paper. And it's double-sided. I'll never forget it as long as I live. And uh, he, he goes down it with me. And so if I sell a bucket... I take the amount of the bucket, I divide that by the percentage of the sale, and then I push that out, and that tells me how much I'm going to make. And it's it's like that for everything. Everything's broken out. And so at the end, he looks at me, he goes, what do you think about that? I said, listen, I'm a dumb son of a bitch from Kentucky. And at the end of this, I think I'm getting, uh. <laughs> I ain't going to say the word I said to him. And uh, he said, uh, really? I said, yeah, I mean, people really go for this where you're from? Really? <laughs> I said, if I go where you're from, I'd be the mayor or the, or the governor. <laughs> if somebody will sign to this. I said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I said, I'll work at KW until the last day because that's an honorable thing to do. And I'm done. And it was about a month because, you know, it was a buyout. So it wasn't Right. Like, yeah, that didn't happen so, overnight. Yeah, it didn't happen overnight. So so uh, I remember two weeks into that, they peeled all the stickers off one of my doors. And I had so like KW on one door and nothing on the other door. <laughs> I drove around like that for a long time. But... Uh, it was just weird. It was not a good chance. They they had told us that they were not they weren't good at buying out companies. That's what they do every day, and I understand that because we hire people, and, and I'm not good at that. I don't think it's good. Steve's actually better at that than I am. He he could talk to people that way better. But um, everybody's got their talents. Everybody's got their talents mm-hmm. and different things. But their buying out a company was not good. It was horrible. It was a mess. There was a lot of misconfusion. A lot of things said. But anyway, so boom, two weeks are in. People start calling me, and I had sold stuff to Emco. Many, many times I sold Bob and Steve a dozer. I'd sold them parts. I'd gone down and seen the building and, you know, been around. And um, I don't know, back then, man, going and seeing people was my, that was fun of the day, man. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a mentality that's really kind of changed over the years. Well, it's, a lot of companies don't want people driving around anymore, especially with everything going on these days. But, yeah. But back, it, it's just starting to die off. But anyway, Bob calls me. Uh, 
oh, what was the name of it? Holt called me from Bowling Green. Yep. Which Bob called again? me. And um, CM, uh, CMC yep. called me. I told CMC, I said, this is going to be a real quick conversation. I think you guys sell sucks. <laughs> I'm associated with anything you do. I'm sorry. You're out. Thank you. Have a great day. <laughs> you guys suck. Talk so, never. Yeah. It was, it was, you went on and on. I was like, hey, man, I got to go. You suck really bad. I got to go. Thank you for calling me. But just scratch my name off of your list. So, and that was a really quick one. And then Holt, I did go talk to them, but it was so far to drive and, and you could smell something was going on there and they slowly got bought out a couple times. Yeah. Uh, I knew something was going on there. When you go to a, a John Deere dealership and they got like one backhoe on the lot, something's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got any equipment here, boys? Oh, I see it's like shovels. No, you guys just <laughs> shovels or backhoes at. And, and they were, what they were doing was getting their inventory down to sell out because when you get your your money down, you know you look more profitable, yep. and that's what they were doing. So anyway, money in the bank's better than inventory on the lot. Exactly. So Bob calls me, and he, I'll never forget it. We meet at uh, Panera Bread in Evansville. That's your average meeting spot around here. You Is know. it really? No. Is that average? <laughs> I didn't know. I was, anyway, he calls me. He goes, "Let's eat breakfast," and, and I was like, "Okay." So I was always at surprised you were up that early. That's where you can get breakfast with just bagels. Bagels. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we went there, and he he said, uh, "I want you because you know everybody. When I go out and do sales calls, everybody knows who you are because you've been everywhere." And that, that was that was true. I mean, yeah, I could spend all day in Henderson. You know, now, like uh, we need to explain it. At that time, Imco was a ground engagement company, correct? Imco did two things back then. We did undercarriage and cutting edges. Imco started in '87 because Bob worked for a company, and I can't. I, I'm not going to even try to attempt the name of it. Uh, I should know what I've been told a hundred times, but all they did was uh, like big shovels and stuff up in Indiana. Because we're kind of in the uh, coal mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit. Yeah, and they did undercarriage and bucket teeth and stuff for big shovels. So I guess my point of that statement was this wasn't a case dealership or a cat dealership or. A- Bobcat dealership or John Deere dealership. This was a we'll this was it, an aftermarket. It, it, well, it's called independent. Independent. Okay. Independent. It's a big eye. Everybody would say. So you you're, you're kind of getting away from the corporate structure to some extent. Yeah, we're getting away from. I don't know your your average dealership. Like if you go into a car dealership, and you go into like your mom and pop Napa store on the corner, that's it's totally different. You know, right. going into right. a dealership and. Usually, if you go into a dealership, the guy behind the counter may not know, may or may not know as much. You walk in the mom and pop shop, and you get a little bit of info, and you get the parts, same parts. He's gonna call you by name, and it's not like yeah. uh, it's not like AutoZone, where if you ask for a headlight, they want to know if it's four wheel drive or not. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go through the whole list. Yeah. What color is it? What year is it? What make is it? Is it got a windshield? Great. What's the, you know, you go through the whole list. There's yeah, gonna well. be a day that an uh, auto manufacturer makes a vehicle that has different headlights for four wheel drive. <laughs> Just well, we we always use the uh, joke about exhaust. Fluid and we got that now. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I don't, we can do a whole podcast on the Max Force engines that uh, International came out with that, that weren't going to. Anyway, we won't start on that. Yeah, but anyway, well, so we had a whole podcast recorded before Jason got here about diesel versus gas trucks, which is coming up. I have a great diesel versus gas. I just went back gas. The Ford? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? Yeah, the Eco Diesel. It, it, like we 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 had that. It, we added it up. It owned in there for three years, almost seven eight months that was spent in the shop. We're going to save that for another podcast, though. We may have was, to get Tom back for that. He's got a lot of good yeah. Eco Diesel. Now, the dealership was fantastic. I'm not talking about the dealer. I'm talking just the Eco Diesel in general. Eco Diesel? Which one's that? That's Dodge. That, Cummins. The, yeah, no, uh, the Eco Diesel is actually a oh, Fiat. The, yeah, Fiat, yeah. Oh, so the truck that you had here before last time, yeah, the Dodge. That was a 2017 
Ram 1500 Eco Diesel. Oh, okay. And rode great, drove great. It had no low end. So if you mm-hmm. pulled out in front of Grandma going to church, she was going to nail you if you never rode it. <laughs> right. right but it got four. It got 25 to 30 miles to the gallon. Right. But it also stayed in the shop most of that time. So that could have helped with the fuel economy. Yeah, it got really good fuel economy. <laughs> yeah, it's shop it did. So anyways, uh, to get anyway, back on Bob. track here, you, you end up going to work for Bob and Steve at this yeah, time? Yeah, Bob and Steve at that point. Um, you know, in, I don't know, probably 2006, 2007. Which is about the time I met you. Yeah, you were you were coming in on the hoe. I remember meeting you because City of Tell City was selling a backup. Yep, yep. And that was actually through... K&W, and that was my beginning, well, you know my history with K&W and oh, John yeah. Deere. It's pretty well. Well, Gary, you know, Gary's been passed away for years and years now. He was the salesman. Gary was, uh, he was John Wayne. He was John Wayne. And he walked John like Wayne John Wayne, talked like John Wayne, and he acted like John and, Wayne. I, I, some people say, Joanne says we're too much alike. I said, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that either. I'm not going to go with that one. No. But, uh, but yeah, he he had a way of doing things that rubbed people either the right way or the wrong way. No, I remember we were at ElectroCycle, and he sold them a 304J. And so ElectroCycle is a huge company that takes cans and molds them down and makes ingots out of them. And there's a lot of people that work there. So we're supposed to stand outside. And I did the walk around at the bottom. So I showed you, here's where you check the oil, here's where you check the air filter, here's where you grease it. This does this, this does that, this is the boom lock. Bam. See you, bye. So we do three at a time. He'd have three up at the cab, I'd do three at the bottom. So this guy comes up. I remember hearing this story. And he walks up to Gary and he gets up on the ladder. And he says, so, sir, how long would this machine run on a tank of fuel? Which is a fantastic question. And Gary looks at him and says, you dumb son of a bitch, it's got a fuel gauge in it. <laughs> oh, That's, that and is... that guy grabbed the ladder and he was at the bottom and he was trying to get up and Gary slammed the door and locked the door. And that guy is beating on the window wanting him to come out and run his mouth some more. And uh, this is how Gary, Gary would look out the window like it wasn't happening. That was the weirdest part. So then they all come after me. And I'm surrounded by so there's six of them. So I got six guys around me. I'm like, who's the smart ass up in the cab? Come, come on out. Run his mouth. I'm like, uh, that's your sales guy. And I didn't say that. And apparently he's oblivious to what's going on because he won't look at any of us. He's just looking out the windshield. <laughs> I mean, he wouldn't look out. It was crazy. And then the guy's like, I said, I'll tell you what, it will run, a machine will run 10 hours at 70%. That was John Deere's key. So if you bought a skid steer or mini, it'd run 10 hours at 70%, but you'd have a little leeway there. So if you ran it wide open, it would go down a little bit faster. So you're not supposed to run any diesel equipment at wide open. You're supposed to run it like 70%. That's your breakout force and all that's going to work fine. Mm-hmm. And I told the guy that. And everything started to calm down a little bit, and everything got smoothed over, and they all walked off, and Gary opened the door back up. Act like nothing ever happened. <laughs> like he wasn't wrong, or he didn't call Gary, that guy a dummy or nothing. Gary was an ass. He I was, mean, I, he was. I never bought anything from him, and obviously I never will. He's, you know, rest his soul, he's gone now. But right. Wow, he was, a, he was a piece he, of work. He had a different way of doing things. He definitely he did. did. And he was part of the old school era that's that's moving, you know, that's moved out. So that's that was probably the first times we crossed paths a little bit while you're still at yeah. which that was pretty close about the time they were getting bought out or getting yeah. ready to get bought out. Yeah. But uh then you went to work for MCO, which basically you were an outside traveling I worked there until October thirty first and that was the last day because I don't know why but uh, I, October 31st is like a key day for me. Always a lot of stuff happens in October for me personally. Really? Yeah. Yeah. 
I like Star Wars. I like reading Star Wars books. And everything happens on Tatooine. I don't know why. Same with me. October, I'm the, it's my big month. I don't know what goes on. Is it good or bad? Or no, it's always good. Always big changes. You know, the, uh, when me and Steve finally bought out Bob years Which, ago. Which, uh, Bob was Steve's dad, right? Bob was Steve's dad. When I started there, it was, uh, there was just like four of us. Um, Joey did deliveries. Barry was up front. Me and Steve and Bob, and then Steve's sister Desi. So this was a pretty big change going from a huge corporate dealership to kind of a little mom and pop four person operation. Well, it, you know it's funny you should say that because Bob always said I've hired all these kind of sales guys and stuff, and they can't do what we do because you have to be able to walk in one door and be able to sell a uh, undercarriage and walk in the next door and sell window glass or solid. Yeah. I'm not a salesman. Let me clarify. One. I want everybody to listen real quick. I solve problems. I don't sell you anything. <laughs> I, that's my motto. I don't sell you anything. I solve your you problems. You've made a lot of my money disappear. Is that, yeah. <laughs> so, so you need really. a hold up? I can, I can solve that problem. Here, buy this track. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so I've just solved, the tool I for you, Hunter K. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, you know, it worked out good for you. That's a good saying. I don't, I don't, I don't sell you anything. I solve your problems. And that was part Spoke of the like a true Zeldin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, I didn't say I was bad at it. You know what I'm saying? But I got in and I understood how things worked. You know, I could go and sell cutting edges or help, you know, go into a road department. And K&W, they were a big old huge axe. And Emco was more of a scalpel. It would go in. You, right. I never knew who they got those greater blades from. It was Emco. I never knew. You know, I'd go to Davis County Road Department, Henderson, Henderson, Franklin, wherever, whatever. I wasn't selling that then. It was it was Emco the whole time. Yeah, they were just kind of behind the scenes. They were behind the scenes, quiet. They didn't make no just doing their thing. Yeah, they nobody ever had no complaints because they didn't do nothing wrong. They just kind of they took care of it. Oh, this isn't right. We'll take care of it. Well, you don't say anything else. We'll we'll be on our way. We'll get it taken care of. Mm -hmm. That's how we still do it today. We just take care of it. And that's. So transitioning over, I was already kind of in that genre anyway, or was. And a lot of the same customers. Right. And it, it worked out really good. And then we, we took it from there and, and worked for So you time. worked, uh, so for, for Bob, you worked for Bob for how long? Uh, I was probably there for, just, I don't know, eight years or so. Bob kind of came, when I started, Bob told me, he said, hey, I kind of want to step back. I'm in my sixties or so. You so you 50s. hired in thinking that this is going to be more than a job. This could be a, a no, 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 no. I, when I started there, I thought I'm the outside sales guy, and that was your place. And Bob's, yeah, and Bob's thinking about stepping back a little bit, but he he was going to take care of the mines because I I'm better at the mines. Steve's still better than me at the mines. I can't do the mine stuff like he can. I can get through it if if Steve's off on vacation right, or something. Right, on, right. I can muddle through it, but he knows it better than I do. So after the course of about eight years, Bob's really wanting to step back now. Yeah, Bob's like, uh, you know, it's funny, me and Steve, I first started, me and Steve were in a little office in the middle of the building, and Steve had a couch, and we had, like, <laughs> stuff thrown everywhere. Which, I guess we should point out is, is I've got a very good video on my channel, we actually visited. Right, right, you, home, yeah. And we actually tour all this, and you guys can see it. Yeah. See, yeah. It, see it in person, and uh, uh, Steve's on that video. Right, right, right. We, we, we start there, and... and and we had a desk and the phone rang a little bit. I remember we could play basketball in the back and stuff. We do, uh, if you want to go home early for Thanksgiving, if you could throw the football through all the Raptors, you can go home <laughs> early. <laughs> we did like that all the time. Now, is yeah. is Steve the guy that Aaron convinced he was like 60 yeah. or something? Yeah, no, he convinced uh, 
he could, Aaron, he could, Aaron, he was, what, what was that? He had Aaron, Aaron had him convinced he was like 54 and looked good for his age. <laughs> I walked back there and he's like, man, I can't believe that guy's 54. I said, who told you that? He said, he did. I said, consider the source. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. It, it, and Steve was pretty cool because we went down there to film. Todd kind of knew what to expect. I've right. done, I've, I've, worked, I've done business with Todd for 15 plus years. And but I've never met Steve. Right. And I think Steve was a little bit naive and a little bit apprehensive about having these clowns down there with cameras, you know, walking around his shop. <laughs> well, but, but he warmed up to us. We ended up having a good in, time. In with Steve's Steve. defense, you got to think he started his dad had that company when he was a kid, and that's where he's always worked. He's never right. He, he don't know anything. Yeah, he, he's worked there, and, and but in in a positive light that you know you go get that kind of experience. You can't buy that kind of experience. No, right. no. You know, working with your dad, learning about cutting edges, and going to Black Cat and. Uh, going to Columbia and going to all these places that make this stuff and you're you're with your dad and he's taking your 13 years old unloading trucks and right. uh, you know that you can't buy that kind of that's, that's right. impossible. So as time progressed there at some point you guys had to have a conversation of uh, hey Bob's backing out who's next in line to take over this company right? Well we had there's a couple things that happened at that point we had uh, I don't know what <laughs> I know we were in the front office so uh, I kind of do it by how we moved offices so Bob comes <laughs> this in this is the timeline <laughs> my desk was here <laughs> So Bob comes in one day. He goes, "Hey, I want to move from the front to the back, to the middle office. You guys move up front, and uh, you guys will share an office." Which so uh, you know, it's it's funny. I did. Uh, Bob's like, "Go out and buy yourself a desk." I didn't want to buy a desk, and I got one out of a barn. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I didn't want to buy it. It's still there to this day. I painted it black and everything. Really? Yeah, it's hilarious. And uh, I felt so. Bad. The guy's like, "I take a hundred dollars for this desk," and we picked it up. It fell apart. And he said, I got this chair over here for 40 I said, I'll give you $50 for the chair and give you the desk. <laughs> anyway, but anyway, so we moved up and uh, went up in the front. So, so the, yeah, the, uh, so, so, all right, so now you're at this desk. So I'm at this desk. And so me and Steve are in the same room. That, that was Bob's transitioning to like, hey, I'm, I'm slowly starting yeah, to work I'm slowly my way starting out. To so, so do you guys have conversations at this point about? We, in, in, in immediately, yes. We, we would talk about Bob, say, hey, I'm, I've got to do something else. I'm, I'm getting older. I'm done. Yeah, I can't run I, I'm going to help take care of like, uh, like some of the bigger coal mines, like your, um, you know, solar sources or somebody big like that. Right. Right, uh, because those are hard to get in with, man. Those, those you can't blow smoke into those. So I guess one question I have, I don't know, is um, why didn't did Steve not want to take it all over all on his own? Well, okay. So anyway, so Byers comes in the door. Sorry, I got a little throat off there. Byers okay. comes in the door, and I didn't even talk to him. Steve did, and Craig Salmon comes in the door, who's still a good friend. Talked to him all the time. He doesn't work at Byers anymore, but he comes in and goes, "Hey, we're Byers Products. We sell snow plows." Okay, and we sell D rings, and we we they had just started making toolboxes back then at Byers. They would make you custom toolboxes, but anyway, they were new at the time. And Steve comes in the office. It's about two thousand ish maybe. Yeah, if not, uh, yeah, somewhere in there. And uh, he goes, uh, "Hey, you want to sell snow?" I was like, "What the hell? Do we know about that?" <laughs> I was like, "I don't damn think about no damn snow flies. And he was like, uh, "No, man, it'll be cool. It'll be cool. Uh, we can do this." Um, so we sold one snow plow that first year. One. Really? One so far. And it took us like three days to put the damn thing on the truck. <laughs> <laughs> so like three days. It was horrible. I was like, man, I don't snow, want to do this. Snow, this is awful. Snow's this, already melted. Yeah, you know? It's horrible. We can't get these damn That's things. That's the best like, damn plow I ever bought. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't rust if you keep it inside. But uh, anyway, so we got into that, and I took to that really well. So 
we're doing undercarriages, bucket teeth cut midges. That's fine. I've done that my whole life. I'm good with it too. So it's something new and exciting. It's new and exciting. And uh, so we start selling snow plows. The next thing we know, we're doing, you know, it took us three or four years. It didn't happen overnight, but in three or four years, we're putting on 150 snow plows a season. That's all. Really? Mm-hmm. That doesn't include big trucks. So we're yeah, you guys do everything from a, a pickup truck to a big well, tandem axle. So we hit this brick wall one day. So we start going to these bid openings, and the guy, the municipalities, which are huge for us, as we do, I would say every dump truck we build, but a lot, 90% of them. So we go, we go in these bid ovens, they're like, oh man, I like you guys, but I want turnkey. I just want to get in and drink my coffee and yeah. drive down the road, get my red man going. They don't going. want to mess with finding the guy to mount it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They Because up to that point, what we would do, they built the dump trucks and then we would bring them down, put the spreader in the back and put the plow on. The other problem that is the guys that does the hydraulics, you know, does everything match. You know, yeah. there's a whole lot of things. And if you there. got multiple different people involved, everybody's always pointing their finger around the circle to who's following who's why something yeah. don't work. Exactly. So we do a couple with a company here locally, and they call up one day. There was a huge bid opening in Evansville, and they call me up, and they waited and waited and waited. What we did, we teamed up with them. Mm-hmm. So they would let, we'd let them do the hydraulics in the bed, and then we'd do all the snow equipment. Everybody was happy for a few, and then they call me up and they're like, hey, man, we don't, we don't need you. I'm like, really? And I'm like, yep. We appreciate it, but uh, we don't we don't need you. We're going to do our own thing. We're going to do our own. We're going so to we're, 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 we already do it. We're going to we're just cutting you out. We don't need this partnership or this friendship. We're, you're out. I was like, if you do this, then I got to start doing it. You understand that, right? And they're like, good luck to you. I was like, okay. Don't you love those? Things? Yeah, and, and, yeah. So I was like, you know, we have sales guys out. We're pretty experienced in what we do. And they didn't care. They're like, we're out. So we everybody lost that deal. I don't know what happened, but we didn't get that three truck deal. So, uh, we went out and started asking people, hey, what kind of bodies do you like? And Crysteel around here was pretty big. And Crysteel is owned by Federal, uh, Federal Signal, which is part of the Ox Body, uh, J-Craft, Rugby Family. It's a big, back then it wasn't as big, but it's big now. So, uh, so we're already with buyers. We got buyers. They're, they're huge now. My God, they're big. They're a monster. Yeah. Maybe. And then we got, uh, on the flip side, we've got uh, Crysteel. So we call Crysteel up, and Crysteel tells us uh, they're not very—they're very enamored with us at first. You know? <laughs> so we start selling some bodies. Who is this, and what are you trying to do? Yeah, they're like, "Who are you boys now? What's your address again, son? <laughs> you sure you got the right number? Don't call here again." So we started selling some bodies uh, out of uh, called Galleon Godwin bodies. Yep. So <laughs> Galleon Godwin bodies. They're great. They're oh, they're a bunch of they're they're from the deep south. How you doing, son? <laughs> uh, what do you mean that cylinder's leaking? You're a dumbass. Don't call her again. You're, yeah, same with Crossfield. They said don't call her either. But we started slinging their bodies. The problem with it was we we got big really fast. We started slinging some bodies, and there's some companies in Louisville took notice. What would happen was we would order them from South the Carolina and 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 I, I forget exactly North Carolina wherever they're made. They would run them through Louisville and drop off their load, and they'd be like, "Who's them six bodies going to?" Well, they're going down to Emco, and, and so they, they <laughs> it was like they couldn't figure it out. They're keeping so, tabs on. Yeah, they're like, who's them six bodies? Because they put the you know the closer bodies up on top, so yeah. our bodies were always on the bottom of the loads. So we start lighting it on fire. The next thing I know, Godwin's mad. They're pissed off. <laughs> they're pissed about it. I'm like, I'm selling your bodies. Why are you pissed? They're like, we got big dealers up there. I was like, well, they slinging. Not as much as you, but they've been a dealer for a long time. I was like, well, I hope that good old boys club's going to work out for you. 
<laughs> what, another thing too that happened, we had, we had sold a company called Good Roads, uh, plows and spreaders for a time. And Godwin had bought them, so we kind of got grandfathered in. Yeah. But we were like the redheaded, like your cousin you don't like. Yeah. We were those guys, the redheaded stick. We were young and brash and doing things we weren't supposed to do. And, did, and probably doing it different, you know, oh, outside, yeah, yeah. outside of the, the good What do you place. mean you put the hydraulic valve in the front? That's stupid. That's stupid. <laughs> you don't do that. We've done it for 40 years and we put them in the back. You know, like, isn't it? So, anyway, all that happened at the same time. They're calling us up mad. Because you're selling too many bodies. I'll tell you a funny story. We went to the NTA show, and uh, there used to be a guy named there named Dale. I ain't gonna say his last name, but at at, at uh, Godwin, and I'm chewing him out. I got my finger out. I'm putting in his face. Steve's behind me buying hats from a hat vendor, <laughs> and he's bumping into me. And I'm like, you know, you know I'm, I'm cussing. I'm throwing it out. You know, good. And Steve bumped me. Hey, you want yellow on them hats? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yellow. Be yellow be <laughs> you come here, Dale. And I chewed it. I was chewing about hey, how many you want. I don't know, about 300 we know. Can they give us a deal on that? And the hell you give it? And we, we were chewing, I was screaming and hollering, and we're buying hats at the same time. Steve's in the boot behind me, right behind me, shoulder back to back, buying hats, and I'm chewing Dale out over his bed. But the problem, so anyway, we get kicked out of that club. We <laughs> I don't know out. why. Did, did Pretty, they wish you good luck too? Or? No, they, they just said quit call or, or quit, <laughs> quit, uh, I don't, we had some warranty issues with them. So we had warranty issues, we're already the redheaded stepchild. And then they're mad because we're selling too many. I never understood that because we're, yeah. we're, we're upsetting the old men's club in big cities. And, and then they they were cutting some corners on a few things I didn't like either. And, and also you call and be like, hey, can I get a red body? Son, we make them two ways, either not painted or black. You <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I didn't know I, this was Henry I, Ford. I said red. Boy, listen, son, are you deaf? I said black or not painted. You pick. Like, okay. Just, you know, it's like, that's how they were, man. I'm like, damn, those customer satisfaction here. So anyway, Davis County Road Department, we go there. We go to a few big, big places. Where, and Christfield was a dealer. And uh, we called them up, and again, they're like, where, where are you from? Where is Matt? Todd at this point is like, what man, got this place on the map? <laughs> yeah, like, is that a big city? How many people live there? Four? And uh, so anyway, we, we get in with those guys, and they come to the store. Oh, boy. And uh, they're like walking around, and the guy, I can't remember his name. I think it's Donnie. Uh, Donnie comes in there, and he's like a... Eight feet tall. He's like seven and a half feet tall. He's from Knoxville, Tennessee, which helped us because people from Kentucky, people from Tennessee talk just like so we communicate well. So it worked out really good. Anyway, he comes in there and uh, here, now here's the kicker. Here's the punchline of this whole story. He says, "How many beds can y'all sell?" I was like, "A bunch." You're like we'll do we'll do like we'll do six a year with you. You know that's back then that was you know six a year six. I was like, "We'll do six right right at the end of the year." I was yeah. like, "We'll do six this year. We'll do six beds." I'm going to give y'all a shot. If y'all piss anybody off, I'm going to dump you. I said, okay. <laughs> and Marshall Damn County had a barn fire and burned all their trucks down. We sold six bodies the next week. <laughs> I was on fire. I was the man. This was October, wasn't it? Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> they plugged them, Literally, in, they plugged them in to warm okay. them up, and apparently the, one of them busted backfire because it burned the barn down. That was really warm. Yeah, it worked out. You so got anyway. no part of this fire, though, right? No, I had no part of it. But it, the best part was they wanted like the most. They wanted some awesome Raptor bodies, lightweight. It was cool, man. Next thing I know, I'm in the club. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm even on the dealer website all of a sudden. I'm like, woo! Look at me go. I was like, that barn fire, boy, that worked out good for everybody. So anyway, and it, and it, and it slowly progressed from there. You know, we start selling bodies. Now we do. 
we probably do three, you know, three or four a month. Really? You know, dump bodies. And that doesn't uh, include flatbeds or anything like that. I know so, some people are listening to this, but hint, hint, I need one. <laughs> yeah, we're going to work on that. We'll help you out. But anyway, that's, so you're, you're saying, well, how did you get thought to be a partner in a partnership with Emco? Well, I developed the truck side of things and I understand it. And so I you, so you kind of, and I never really knew exactly the inner workings of that, but I guess at this whole time you're doing all this truck stuff, Steve's still selling undercarriages. Well, I'm still selling undercarriage at that time. But the but municipal you're side is, on the... it, well, no, I, you can't, we can't, we, no, you can't do that. We're not big enough to do that. So well, we're doing both. Gotcha. We're building a ladder up on both sides. So truck side's moving and I, I'm going to go, I'm going to go all out here and I'm going to say the truck side probably overtakes the equipment side at this point because so you you still got all your old business and you build this whole new yeah business we build the whole division we have two guys now maybe sometimes even three guys that uh, work all the time on trucks i mean fast we can push them out nine x on them and putting lighting on and putting flatbeds on and you know this is the first year we stock bodies uh this is the first year we actually tried to do lean like we, <laughs> we first started we know we were doing so we order everything you know like it's like because the truck guys will be like uh, yeah, Todd, that truck's going to be there September 1st. Uh, we want that truck of the 2nd. You know, that's how truck guys are. You're like, okay, buddy, I have it all. And so here, here I am with like, I don't know, $50,000 worth of equipment. You know, dump bodies, hydraulic systems, all sitting there. Hey, 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 uh, where's that truck at? Oh, damn, did I tell you the second? Oh, shit. It, it may not be there till uh, November. Yeah, and you're sitting on, <laughs> yeah, on $50,000. So we've cleaned that up too a lot. We, yeah. We've learned to anticipate more of the buying we also we've gotten better we've been doing it now silent for over five years where we know now what to order we I, here's the other thing too, i shouldn't say this but i go in these bid openings like i'm gonna do this custom lights for you you're gonna love it it's gonna blow your mind i do it on every truck we're gonna do this special hydraulic system for force america it's gonna blow your mind <laughs> i do it on everybody <laughs> so when they call it like hey this valve i got it oh you, you stopped that oh uh, was that custom for you? Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, we do stock it. It's custom ordered. Well, you know, it worked out so good on you. But yours. it works if you if one guy builds all your trucks, he knows where all your parts came from. Yeah. And we we try to we do do custom things for people if they're going to do an asphalt patcher or they're going to do something you know a different plow. We do do that, but I mean, I try to keep all the trucks the same. Every light, warning light that goes on, we have all that stuff. So mm-hmm. it makes it smart. We try to do air controls instead of cable. We try to upgrade things. Uh, but anyway, so the truck side gets really huge. Bob comes in. He says. Hey guys, I'm 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 done. He goes, uh, you guys figure out what you want to do, and uh, I'm, I'm out. Because at this point, you have no ownership in the company. No, I have you're, no ownership you're just a salesman. No, we had started a company called Mechanics, and we we still have that to this day, and we still do field service work. So we knew good mechanics, we knew good customers, because there are there's bad of both. There's bad mechanics yeah. and there's bad customers. And sometimes and it's hard to sell parts if you don't have anybody to put them on. Exactly. So mechanics still goes to this day. So we know good customers are good. Customers and mechanics, we sub that work out. We run everything through us. We take care of all the things. Because a better a mechanic is, he's like Mozart. He doesn't want to talk to you really a whole lot. He doesn't want to make you a whole lot. <laughs> His shirt may be off at that point. I don't know what he's wearing. Uh, he may, he's just going to show up when he wants to. The better they are, the more nuances they have. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The more you got to wrangle them in. You know, you know, you got, hey, 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 Joe, what are you doing today? 
doing whatever the hell I want. Okay, well, hey, when you get done doing that, can you go and put that file drive on? Because uh, that guy's getting pissed off. You tell that guy I'll be over when I'm damn good and ready. Okay, hey, sir, he'll be over there about 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> you filter all that out. You can't be telling. Hey, that's some bitch that you'll be over when the hell he wants. That ain't going to work. That's, you know? that's when you, you go into the office, you just pray that he shows up in 15 yeah, minutes. Yeah, 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 Come on, buddy. You got this, yeah, buddy. Yeah. It, so you got a filter, too. And mechanics, good mechanics just want to show up and the parts are piled up. That's what we try to do. We take the parts there. We have them in a crate. We set them up. So the parts are there. We take care of the billing and everything. All they got to do is show up, do the work, go drink beer at night. That's all they got to do. That's it. And then we also pay pay them in three weeks. So about three weeks we pay because in three weeks we know if the job was done good, if it wasn't done well, right. if something's going to go bad, that's going to that's gonna turn up in that time. Because, you know, you and not that I'm holding them hostage, but that gives time for everything to shake out and we pay them. And they're guaranteed the money because you can go do a job for somebody and not get paid. Right. So mm-hmm. that cleans that up too. So you, but you, uh, you are part ownership and mechanics at this point. Yes, me and Steve, we started that before we became partners in Umco. Okay. Because of Trailer Brothers. Yep. Which okay. is one of the largest construction companies in the United States. So we go over to Trailer Brothers, and uh, they have a bunch of 963 sitting there, cat loaders. And uh, we go in and we bid all the undercarriages on them. Really got great guys, by the way. Awesome. Yep. So I go in there and I, I, I go in the meeting and like, you smoked everybody. Sweet. Where's the PO? Can't give it to you, son. <laughs> I'm like, why? They're like, you ain't got no mechanics. And we need to all put on. And it was, a, it was not, I'll be honest with you, it was the nicest parking lot I've ever been in my life. But they had a nice parking lot out there, like, we'll put them right out here. I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Because I, I don't have a service truck, you won't give me the deal? And they're like, yeah, it was like, it was a lot of money. And uh, so after that, so I said, we're, we're going to start our own thing. So you hold that thought. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we, we have contracts. We, we signed up the guys and contract them out and everything. It's, it's completely so basically you, you basically subcontract out mechanics. We do, but we also have a lot of legality in it, too. We do yeah. it right. We set it up, and they sign contracts. And then you stand and, behind their work. And we stand behind their work. Or make sure they stand behind their own work. Right, right. Plus the parts and everything, too. And we have a list of guys. So, like, if you call Wayne Supply, and they're like, we're three or four days out. You know, I call. I just go down the list. What are you doing today? Can you do this tomorrow? Where are you going to be at? It's funny. Sometimes you'll work it out with her. Like, oh, I'll be right down the road. I can just yeah. swing in there and check this guy's wise low nice compression to, or whatever. Yeah. Always nice to have options. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So... That started and took off good. So, so you and Steve are in business in that, and then Bob's on his way out, so now you and Steve are discussing buying out income. Yeah, so we, we go ahead and move forward with, which is not a, not a that's not a, like a, going and getting a car loan kind of thing, no. or, or going and. We just had just, Josh Harris, my other, my business partner on here last time, and the, there's a lot of stuff that goes. There's a lot of stuff that goes into that, too. So, uh, we, we get into that deal, and we buy Bob out, took us. It, it took a while. It just, it, not in a bad way. It just takes time yeah, to get all that. There wasn't a bad about it. It just took time to get that done. And we bought Bob out. And then, you know, luckily the truck side's doing good. The undercarriage side's doing good. And uh, I, I have this thing. I love making lists. So I go behind my door. If you open my door in my office, behind my door, there's a list of things that I'd like to do in life. Okay? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Is I did. dirt perfect on that list? Because I feel like <laughs> it's completed. It's not on there. It's a repeat. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, part of that was open online service. Because there was this guy down in Katy's, Kentucky, that had a crappiest website you ever saw, and he's selling stuff on the internet, and he's getting it from us, and we're doing all the work, and Dingus is getting the money. <laughs> so, and he don't know a backhoe. He don't know a backhoe from a dozer. So the title of that list on the back of your door is what pissed me off today. <laughs> kind of, kind of. I mean, it, it has things on there like I would love to sell used trucks. We have an end with the military, so I'd like to buy military vehicles and fix them up and put. 
not exactly like this size military vehicle, but that's gonna be more put snow plows yeah. and stuff on there and do stuff like that. You know, those ideas. We, we I have barriers. We got to talk later. No, <laughs> I got an idea on that. Oh, there you go. There you go. But in barriers, we put barriers on their signs and oh, stuff, yeah. you know, and we went down that list. Now that we did all of it, we just made lists. And one of them was e-commerce because we have over 100 years of experience. Man, there ain't very little. You can call in there and everybody in that building don't know. Yeah, and, well, and there's a, I'm sure we'll get to this, but a lot of these uh, online salespeople, like you said, they have no clue what they're selling. So oh, yeah. you need service out of them? Good yeah. luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I come, we, everybody there comes to the old school thing. If somebody calls you, that's a, that's a, that, that's a compliment. Yeah. They called me. That's, a, that's an honor for somebody to call you. They don't have to call you. Nope. There's a whole lot of people out there that can call. And, and with the internet nowadays, the options of getting phone numbers and connections is a lot easier than exactly. it ever was. Exactly. So, I guess the timeline, so you and Steve are now partners in Imco. Yep. Uh, then did, like the next day, you're like, hey, Steve, I'm going to start a website? No. So <laughs> there's a company, and this is how this starts. So there's a guy that in Imco's website in, in 2020 is one of our goals. Or 2021, I'm sorry, is to revamp that. But So I called that cat first. Not, I could, man, me and him did not get along. Me and him was fighting <laughs> on the phone. And he definitely didn't get along with Steve. Steve don't like him, and I don't love him. So we ain't, well, you know what I'm saying? You yeah. can't do something like that. Yeah. If you don't like somebody, you can't do business yeah. with them. Right. So uh, there's a company, another company. So he's out of Paducah. So we cut that guy off. His name was Todd, too, so it didn't work out. No, there's the problem. There's too many Todd's. Too, yeah. So anyway, then we, we talked to this other company in Massville. And it wasn't their forte was to do websites, but they felt like they could do it. So all I did on this one, just like going back in time and listening and keep my eyes open and listening, and uh, I really didn't bring Steve in on it because uh, not that he wasn't going to be part of it. It's just that I wanted to wasn't wasting his time. My right, time. you want to see if there was a viable option. Even so now. we go down all these cool options and we get all these ideas and everything. And <laughs> sorry, we when I gave him the login to Buyer's Products, I thought that dude had a stroke. I thought he had, <laughs> had a seizure. He's like, oh my god. How many items are on here? It's still going. It's still going. <laughs> because I thought there was like 10. And I was like, no, man. There's like a, there's like 100,000 things on here. He's like, I can't do this. This, you're freaking crazy. Get out of here. Oh, my God. It's, it's still like, loaded. It's still loaded. My bar's still spinning. Yeah. What the hell did you do to me? Have I got a virus? And I'm like, dude, calm down. There's a lot. And that wasn't even the ITR side of stuff. We didn't even got into that. I didn't even, even get log into that. So he's like blown. His mind's blown. His mind, he's out. He's out. And uh, we did have one meeting with Steve in there. And. I had like 10 and it was just, it just didn't work. So I said, uh, we got to find somebody else. I, in, in, in life, in anything I do, I, I try to call around and ask people. Yeah. So I call, you know, just like Crossdeal, I called around, hey, who do you like? Whose beds do you hold up? What do you like? What do you do? So I started calling around and there was a company in Owensboro called Tanner West. And uh, I called those guys and uh, Jason and them were great. We had some meetings with them and they're, they're the nerds. They, they, it's all they do. And, uh, we'll, we'll get to that a little yeah, bit. We'll get to that. So we go there, and this took two years. Two years. So what was your so so the website you're talking about is what I advertise on my YouTube channel is Truck or Track. Right. So what like in the very beginning stages, like what was your vision? Were you trying to compete with somebody? Were you, you, I mean, I heard you say well, once, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you wanted to be the Amazon or aftermarket. Well, here's the, here's the thing that pisses me off about websites. So. You get on there, you get on somebody's website, and you're looking for a D6M undercarriage, and it says, call me for a price of oh, no. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Really, bro? They're, they're out for really, me. Really, bro? They're out. 
Oh, okay. and then usually you go to the bottom for contact us. You can't even call them. You've got to send them an email. Oh, I exactly. Yeah. Call us for a price. Basically speaking to the choir. Yeah. Joke's so, on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so you just wasted your time uh -huh. at night. Because that's how I envisioned it. You, you work all day. You have yeah, a long day. Absolutely. You go home and you eat dinner. Uh, you get a shower. You clean up. You go sit on the couch for a few mm -hmm. minutes. You pull your laptop up. Hey, the, the sprockets on my... D7, yeah. man, they're, whew, man, they're shot. Yeah. I just need a, I wonder how much that costs. Just how much does it cost? Yeah, really? Well, I need to budget it in my next couple months. How much is that going to cost? Yeah. Uh, how, you know, man, the, uh, I got busted by the DOT today. Uh, I need some warning lights. Man, mm -hmm. I just need a, I wonder how much those cost really quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, and everybody that has a track has a truck. Everybody, you know, you're yeah. going to have to haul it eventually right. somewhere. And those, so those two things went together. That's where it came to. And when we started it, we said, listen, I want the prices of all of it on there. They're like, well, your competitors are going to I was like, that's great. Tell me, log on. Yeah. I'll get some bitch in. Do it. Because other problems are logistics, like shipping. I, I know I, MCO, I, I know you guys think we're crazy, but, you know, we pick up 50% of our freight at the terminals. We don't have it delivered. Really? Yeah. So, logistically, we already have that in the bag. Some weird, because it takes our stuff so big, sometimes it takes forever. Like, they don't want to load our stuff. Oh, damn, it's MCO again. Some bitch has done all the goddamn 10,000 pounds in my truck. You know, they don't want to get it. They don't want to deliver it. So we'll go get it and stuff like that. So logistics and, and, and things like that, we're already in our blood, already in our DNA. Yeah. We already knew how to do it. And you already had that. systems in place. We already had systems in place to take care of that thing. And, and so... So we wanted it to be user friendly. We want to be able to do it on your phone. That was actually the nerd's idea. I was like, do it on your phone? They're like, yeah, man. Don't everybody use a desktop. That's amazing, like, by the way. Like, That's my yeah. favorite feature of the website. Yeah, you can do it on your phone. I mean, that, I didn't think of that. That yeah. was their idea. So you uh, you find what you call your self proclaimed nerds, which is your IT department now, I guess, basically. Right. And um, so you tell them this vision for this trucker track website, which you're one, uh, which you got your vendors on board with this as well, didn't you? We did. We contacted ITR uh, and buyers, and we do a lot with, and, and love ITR. They were the most skeptical. Buyers was like, what time you want to do it? What? I'm not ready yet. We'll send you the downloads tonight. You know, I'm like, damn, slow down a little bit. Can we at least go to dinner? You're like, you're like the first computer guy. Yeah, like, buyers is all about it. They're like, we got it all set in place. Just log in. Hit, hit click. Hit download. It's ready. I'm like, damn, I'm not ready. I was just calling to check on it. You know, I'm like, did you do it? They're calling you back. Did you do it? Did you do it? No, I didn't do it yet. They were all in. I mean, like, didn't care because we were already a big dealer for them. Yeah. But, you know, well, they, they knew you were probably going to do it right. Yeah, they, well, I, I don't know about that. I just know that they were ready. They, they, they were part of the first people to talk to us about analytics and clicks and you know different colors that people like and all the stuff that goes into a website. And now ITR, that's uh, we called them. They're like. Man, listen here, son. Here, I know you buy a lot of stuff, and that's cute and everything. I know you want to. I know you want to do one of them. Uh, what do you call that there again? E-commerce website. But we're out to y'all, son. I don't know about that. You know, I've seen some of your videos. They're pretty stupid. <laughs> you know that they're like. Now hang on, I got to finish my scotch here, my cigar, and I'll call you back. Okay. Don't don't call me. I, I said I'll call you. You know that was how it was. I mean, they were they were very standoffish for but a long you, time. You eventually got them on board. Though. We did. We did. We finally made a bunch of calls. We got some stuff lined out, and then we shot you know shot a few funny videos. Uh, we met with them in Vegas. Uh, you know, way before and mentioned it. Not this last one, but before that. Now, and stuff. Uh, in full disclosure, on my behalf, um, 
me and you are still doing business together, but you stepped, you, you were no longer the salesman calling on me. I got a new we, guy. We, we do. We, we had to get, uh, well, part of the problem was I got overwhelmed. I mean, you try doing yeah. all the truck stuff to truck So you said if I needed parts from Mimco, I called Todd. And for about two years there, I called Justin. So I hadn't been talking to Todd a whole lot. I had no idea right. they were building this website in the background. Anyway. Right. Well, the website, I mean, again, I, I knew it was going to take time. I think it was going to take two years. But to get it... Uh, I don't know. On the, the again, the buyer side of things was okay. It's still we still need to clean the website up and make things easier to find. It's just ever that's every website. Yeah. And then on the track side of things, you have to have a, a clue of what's going on. You have to know what a sprocket is. So we also had to teach the web guys a little bit about <laughs> undercarriage and stuff. Luckily, Chris, the head guy over our stuff that we talked to every day, he had worked at a parts store before and he kind of understood things and it helped. So it took a lot of time because you just want to be able to go in there and click, click, click. Our is our system is not exact copy of what we see on the dealership dealer side because we're logged in ITR and buyers all day long. We have their sites pulled up and we have the dealer login. It's not an exact mirror copy. We had to make it easier. Right. Okay. We had to even easier it up mm-hmm. because it's still not easy unless you're in the industry. Because I want some guy that owns a an old 450 and he's like, I'm, I'm in Pennsylvania. We ship a lot of stuff to Pennsylvania and up in Rhode Island and stuff in there. I want him to be able to sit down and be able to look it up too. So you guys spend uh, two years building this website, yep. invested a lot of money in this thing, yep. haven't got any return on investment yet, and you basically go to Con Expo 2020 and you're kind of going to launch this thing. Like This is going to be the big, yeah. the big to-do. Yeah. Right? We had done a soft opening on the website in December of uh, 2019. Like soft, like at first we could, we were the only ones that could log on to it, and we were debugging it. And then, uh, so we we meet with this guy called the Google guy, and I'm not gonna say his name because hopefully he won't listen to this. But <laughs> he comes in, man. He's like all disheveled. His hat's crooked this way. His shirt's turned this way. And he comes barreling in the room, and he's like, the nerds are all way like all the nerds weigh like 90 pounds. Their hair slicked back, and they and they don't talk. And they just go. <laughs> And they type all the time. You're like talking, they're typing, and they're all eating carrots and drinking V8 juice. And our Google guy comes burning in. He's like, just like this, he's knocking stuff over. He's like, ah! And we, he comes in, he plops down, he throws the computer I'm ready for my meeting. I'm like, dang, who's this guy? So It's the modern Kool-Aid. It's the modern Kool-Aid. It's crazy. It was I don't like, know, it was but like, I like him. And apparently they had met him before because they didn't even look up. They are just like, here comes the Google guy. And then here he comes in. So here's part of a launch when you do a new website is uh, is you're going to have to have somebody promote your site and you pay for that. It's not free. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of money. I ain't going to go into the, the money part of it, but you're supposed to get a return on your investment. So we we negotiate with him and get all this worked out. Me and Steve go to... So basically you're going to pay the Google guy to promote you on Google. Right, because uh, Google is is set up, it, it, it has its own analytics and, and, and to get you to the top... They call it natural by getting up to the end. If you look on Google and it says ad at the end of it, that means that guy's paying for that. And every time you click it, he's probably paying like 25 bucks for that click, and uh, whether you buy anything or not. So to naturally get up there without the word ad at the end, you're doing something. So we want to, you know, you need to get moving. We've already paid money. We got money on. Yeah, online. you got we two, gotta years, get this two thing years invested. Yeah, we got two years invested in this thing. So uh, anyway, we, we go to the NTA show. And have a great time. I actually took my 10-year-old to that. He had a freaking blast. I took him out of school. And took like, him to just explain real quick what the NTA show is. The National Truck Association show. And uh, we went to that. Uh, this was I in have to tell a funny story. January? It was in, uh, no, it's in March. Every year in March. March. So this was before? It's the week before. Con Expo. The Con Expo. Okay. Okay. 
Yeah, it, yeah, it's, okay, yeah, it's an indie. Yeah, so it was a rough. It, it's I don't I don't travel anymore like I used to, so it was a rough week for me because I took Colt with me, and it was before all the bad stuff that's getting you yeah, know it's been all happening. All the bar stuff. Yeah. yeah, all that stuff had happened, and we uh, we drive up there. Colt's wild as a buck, and he's wanting to stay up all night. Anyway, we got through the NTA show. Real quick NTA story. So I had to call the NTA a while back, and uh, it wasn't the president of the NTA. He was the they do that by a board and they vote stuff. And I, what he was talking, he was very nice, but I was kind of multitasking. And uh, he, he's, you know, he he wasn't in my league. Like he's out of my league. Like, I'm pretty sure he wears like really nice shoes and stuff. I wear boots every day. And uh, anyway, so he's there talking. I wasn't paying attention. Something was going on online, and he's like, I, yeah, I had a uh, porterhouse today for lunch, and. And a baked potato and something. And I was like, I guess he was trying to relate with me. I don't know what was going on. I kind of got lost in the conversation. And he goes, what did you have today, Todd? I said, chicken nuggets with uh, <laughs> sweet sour sauce. <laughs> oh, damn, I didn't say that, did I? Oh, damn, oh, I'm so sorry I called. I'm so sorry. But what I was trying to do was find out some information. And I was paying attention to this, and he was talking, and I flipped back. But anyway, the NTA is a great organization that helps us build trucks. So they, they have all the legality and paperwork and stickers because we certify them and uh, they've helped us tremendously. They're great people. I mean, and you can call them up right now and they have uh, calculators because, you know, the CA of a truck, you know, you have to know your cab to axle or CT cab to the center of the of a, of a, uh, tandem. They have all that information. Great to deal with. They have a great show. I highly recommend if you've never been to it. Uh, to go to the NTA show. If you're into trucks or snow plows or anything to do with the, that genre, man, it's, it's, it's your Place jam. And it's you. You're, you've been to NTA? I have not. I, I was actually going to go this year in March. I mean, Cleveland were going to go, and I forgot what happened. Some come up last minute. We had already had full intentions of going to uh, Vegas for the Con Expo 2020, so it, we just kind of got double it's, hit. It's there. every year in March because that's supposed to be the ramp down of the snow season and everybody can go. I remember one time buyers took me and Steve to Nemonico's uh, up there, and Steve doesn't like anything. Steve will kill me for telling the story, but he doesn't like anything that's like spicy or anything, and they're known for their horse, their, their, their uh, shrimp dip is really spicy. <laughs> And I, I told Steve, I said, this is going to be spicy. It's going to be spicy. <laughs> and Steve grabs that thing and puts it in the mouth and goes, <laughs> spits it out right in the middle of the Monaco's. And I had to eat his shrimp and my shrimp. <laughs> but I wasn't going to let it go, man. I'm cheap. Anyway, so we go to the NTA show that, that year, and uh, we meet with everybody. And uh, we're on the dealer council for buyers, so we go to the dealer meetings and listen to all the new stuff that's coming out, which is really cool. And then... Uh, we the next week we flew out to Vegas and yep. uh, I didn't run. I don't think I ran into. No, you we 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 both knew we were in Vegas together, but right. uh, we never crossed paths. Yeah. We, we had our own agendas while we were out. We there. did. We we had to meet with a lot of people out there, just like you did, yep. and everything was going. On. And it was a strange show too. Uh, uh, we were out there when the buffet shut down. Like me and yeah. Steve ate at a buffet, and the next day we went down and like closed. And yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, that was actually my first Con Expo I'd been to, but I've been to a lot of uh, different ones out there, and it was, it was, it was, I wouldn't say it was a ghost town, but it was uh, very subdued. It was very subdued. We had a good time, and we, we got to see a lot of things, so, you know, flying out there, then we always fly to Nashville Airport, Nashville Airport was dead. Me and Steve walked in there, and it was just, and he was mad at me because I'm the, like the old woman of the, of the pair. I'm like, we got to get there early. Yeah. We're not walking in. And we get there and he's like, I'm glad we got here early. There's like nobody in <laughs> us the janitor. There ain't nobody in here. And uh, we got on the plane and flew and out. We should say this was before all the official lockdown. Oh yeah, yeah. It was yeah. before all that. There wasn't no, nobody was really masking up and there all the weird stuff yeah. going on. And we, we get out there, we have a great time and Steve flew out before me and I remember calling my wife and I was like, I hope the planes don't shut down because if they do, you're going to have to come get me. 
because that's what I was fearful of happening. And I remember going to the airport that night, and that thing was full. You couldn't have put another person there. Everybody's trying to get on planes to get out of there to get home and everything. And that was the first time I saw a mask. Yeah. And people, the mask had popped out and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, that was, that was almost the transition week. You know what I mean? Yep. It was crazy. So, so, so we're you, in, lay, you laying back in We're in the air, and as soon as my cell phone kicked on, I called my wife. I said, I made it. I'm back in Nashville. I'm getting in the car. I'll be home in a minute. And the second phone calls the Google guy to say, don't you spend one dime of money. <laughs> <laughs> don't do anything. Can you hear me? Repeat back what I said. <laughs> so we canceled all promotionary stuff at that time because we didn't know what was going to happen. It was a strange time. Yeah, it was, uh, it, it, was a, it was a strange time. It still is a strange time. I mean, I think people are kind of understanding a little bit more now. But So now you've got two years invested in this website. You're getting ready to do this huge launch. You know, yeah, gonna, this thing's yeah. going to go crazy. You're going to well, pay all this money it, to Google. It's funny. And we, now you're it, back on the back burner again. No, exactly. Well, it, yeah, it was out. So it's out there, but it's kind of like. But uh, nobody knows about it. Yeah, nobody knows. It's kind of like a fish in a pond. You can't see the fish. It's in there, but we're just a little bitty fish floating around in a big old pond and nobody knows. I feel sorry for the two or three people that order stuff from us because <laughs> we don't know what the hell we were doing anyway. <laughs> Look, and I, I will tell you something too. I was glad. I can't remember what the first thing somebody ordered was, but I was like, I feel sad for this guy. I feel so sorry. But I'm going to take good care of you, but I feel bad that he found us. But uh, I think it was lights or something. But um, we we didn't know what we were doing. Which may have been a good thing, a blessing in Oh, disguise. no, no, don't take that back. It was a great thing. Because <laughs> we didn't know what we were doing. Okay? You you don't understand. I'm not going to go into it, but you don't understand Interstate Commerce, the, the Woo Commerce Act that went into, uh, no, I'm sorry, uh, the Wayfair Act, I apologize. Wayfair Act that went into the, the law like 2009 where you got to pay we ship and taxes and we have a and company. it varies from state to it's state there, it varies like people live in New York City pay crazy taxes people who live in LA oh my god I don't know what special tax means but they pay it <laughs> you, know, you know I mean it's crazy and all that has to be figured on the website and it goes through a couple software systems to get to us so we had to figure all that stuff out and uh, we deal with a company called I'm going to say their name because I hate them we deal with a company called Avalara Avatax that does our calculating for our taxes and they're, they sucked us in like, oh, how are you, Todd? You're great. So if you give us this amount of money, we're going to set you up and we'll get everything done. It'll be easy. And it's like, okay, here's the money. Who are you? What? <laughs> who, who? Hey, this Adam thing's not working. I don't know who the hell you are, but don't ever. You know what I mean? It was like, and then you would get in there, you would get like, you'd get people on the phone and they wouldn't help you. You're like, hey, this isn't working. You know what? I take care of red dots. You'll have to talk to Jimmy over here about blue dots. And then transfer to Jimmy. Jimmy, this blue dot's up. Oh, is it, it turned purple? Oh, I don't handle those purple ones. I mean, that's how their company works. It's still to this day, we, we have trouble. They, they just, you just flip around. And anyway, but anyway, taxes and all the things that go into it. Shipping, and which we're good at shipping, but getting everything figured out. Because we have to figure the shipping through through software and and, uh, and knowledge, right? So as the website ramped up, which we're, we've this month has been huge for us, and eBay's been big for us. We went we were live on eBay and all that stuff. I'll tell you a little story about that in a second. But so we uh, we get all that going and, and trying to figure taxes and freights and you know we we lost our butt on a few deals because we just you know we yeah. shipped the toolbox out and. We charged them ten dollars and freight was eighty nine bucks. You know, I mean, they're seriously like, hey, I don't think we want all that. One. <laughs> I don't think we didn't get on that one. I don't want to sell any more toolboxes. Yeah. But anyway, you know, we still, you know, we didn't change anything, but we had to learn from that kind of stuff. So you got the uh, so what? Uh, I guess what happened next? Did you get a phone call from a guy? 
<clears throat> I did. <laughs> I did. See, we He's were been looking for ways for the to promote half hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've sat here for two and a half hours to get this done. Yeah. But we, we were looking for ways to promote the website and then that in, in being knowing you and working it around. The did other you way. even know I was doing a YouTube channel at that point? No. So the story I get is I, I called you. Story. Huh? I love this story. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 I'm going to go with this. They cut down okay. version of this because we're getting short on time here. But uh, I called Todd, tell him, hey, I'm getting ready to build this 120. I had another guy that's willing to get some pins and bushings for me. And I thought, you know, I ain't going to do that to Todd. I need to give Todd a chance to see if we can help promote him. I had no right. idea he's even doing truck or track. Mm -hmm. So uh, Todd's exact words were, I'll call you back. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I had to call me. the nerds. Yeah. So. He, uh, Todd's like, are you going to be home tomorrow at 3? I don't know, Todd. You will be home tomorrow at 3. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't take the nerds long. They broke that down real fast. I was like, hey, nerds, check out this YouTube channel. It looks good. <laughs> what does that mean? His numbers are good. Go. Do it. That was it. That was all it took. I was like, I'm in. I'm in. So, uh, anyways, they, you decided to Because you have and, a huge following. I mean, you do. You well, just, you I, in the big scheme of things, I don't. But I got to... Uh, the nerds understand the analytics of the right, channel. Right, right, right. The and they're, and they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're attracted to that. So basically, I called you saying, hey, I got this 120 project. I've got a sponsor, but I'd like to offer it to you first. You interested. Yeah. You hung up on me and said, I'll call you back. <laughs> right. And then you were already having conversations about Because the Google guy was kind of out at this point because he was out of budget. Right. And, he and, was and out there of budget. was no way to really judge return on well, investment. Well, there was two parts of that, too, too, because we had started making sales and we weren't. I ain't we, we were getting you as a customer. You didn't know it. We were struggling because, okay, so a sale comes in. We have to run through all this programming and all this stuff. It's not very hard, but it's, it's very time consuming and calculated. And we, we were doing, we said, over we were doing this, man. It'd be like me doing heart surgery. Like, and, you know, I'm all scrubbed up. I walk in, like, hey, uh, you ready, doctor? And I'm like, I, I'm not a doctor. I just, I was out in the hallway, and the guy asked me if I wanted to scrub up. I thought it sounded cool. And here I am. Let's do this. Somebody give me a book. I mean, I didn't, we didn't know what we were doing. So if that volume had hit us at the beginning, I don't know. Really, it would have been, been bad. Trouble. Yeah, so it was basically a blessing in the sky. It was a blessing in the sky. So the, I guess the route you decided to go would be using a social media influencer to basically right. launch right. this website. Right, and, 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 and you were the perfect fit. Number one, and, and the biggest thing, and I'll say, I knew you. Yeah, yeah, I that was, you. and I always stress that on our videos. It's not like you're some Joe Blow that come up here no. and I started promoting your website. And one of the reasons I was willing to promote your website is I knew you are going to stand behind anything you did. Right, and, and that's that's the thing with the website. I mean, I can remember coming here, I don't know what year it was, and picking up rails here. You weren't even home. You just yeah. told me to hit the bolt button yeah. and go in and use Shops the Shops open, and, use the Yeah, and let me and Roscoe be in here duking it out with flashlights and trying to get your <laughs> damn dogs trying to bite me in the ass the entire time trying to load the truck. I'll never forget that. I had an eight, an eight cell battery. Uh, Roscoe was the old dog. Yeah, yeah. The old dog. And I have an eight cell flashlight. And he would get up underneath stuff and growl at me, and I'd just sit there and I'd like, I don't want to do that. I love dogs. I really do love dogs. I'm allergic to cat. Love dogs. And man, me and him would dance like demons up in here. I mean, that's a buck. We'd be dancing here, and I'd get loaded. And I'd have to pull out and shut the garage door and strap down outside or witch out because Roscoe wasn't going to have it. Never. Always. I mean, I could never get And one time, he let me get close to him. He didn't know who I was. And then once he figured it out, he went back and bite me on the ass. Yeah. But anyway, we've known each other for a long time. I knew, and, and I, I'll say this out, I know you're an honorable person. You do what you say you're going to do. Right. And you know we're the same way. We're going to take here and do what we say we're well, going to do. Well, and, the, and the, the thing I told you is the same thing I tell everybody in the sponsorship world. One, I'm not going to promote anything I don't believe in. Right. It's just flat not going to happen. Right. Um, two, it's a two-way street. 
you got to gain something from it, and i got to gain something from it for it to be beneficial for both of no, us. No, absolutely. And, absolutely. The, and that gain needs to be as proportional as possible. In doing the dirt coupon, it, it shows when we up, you know, people, and you get 5% off if you use the DIRT right. coupon. We're happy to offer that. And uh, that, that shows that people see see the site. And we're, I want to, I'm going to say this a couple times, we would like to get our uh, subscribers up on YouTube. Yeah, which is you a know, great point. You do have your own YouTube channel. We do, channel. and we're, we're getting there. We're trying to do it. It's, uh, you know, we're very young at it. I've only been doing it for a few months, where you've been doing it for a couple of years now. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got to spell out truckortrack.com or truck or track, and you'll find us. Or if you search it on YouTube, a lot of my videos will come up that have you in them. Right. And then there's links in the description. Exactly. And we'd love to get, you know, we'd love to get ours up there too. I don't know. I ask you all the time how you have time to do I, I, as much work as you do. I mean, I came in and all your equipment sitting on the road out there, you know, up the, up the, up the highway doing work. I mean, yeah. I don't know how you cut and do all this stuff. And we're new to the whole editing. You know, I got some quick tips from you. I got some quick tips from the nerds. Which the nerds weren't all about it because they do editing too, so they're not really loving me. And the guy that does their editing, he didn't eat meat, so we didn't get along with that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but anyway, you know, it, so we've learned. We're, we're trying to get better, and we're trying to shoot at least one video a week and get something posted up there. This week was uh, it was a really stressful week. Uh, it was a rough week in the shop. Is this the one where you uh, did take the golf swing at the at the light? Yeah, that was bad. Aaron, I had to do the slow-mo for two reasons. One is to show you where that accent went, and the guys in the shop started screaming that I was going to hit that truck. <laughs> Brand new truck. Brand new there. truck. He loses the accent. They'll, go, you just have to, they'll just have to go to your uh, You have to go to the channel and check, check it out. out. I like the rubber track stretching it one, where we take it and hook it to a 700J and stretch out the rubber track to see how tough it is. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. And we're going to do a lot more videos together. We're, we're definitely going to do some track inspection videos. Yeah, and, and I've called the, you know who we had talked about. I don't want to mention yeah. her name. So I guess uh, we're running short on time here, so we'll wrap this up. I guess, you know, one question I get asked a lot, and this may be a better question for the nerds, I don't know, but uh, I've been very fortunate to have some awesome sponsorship opportunities through YouTube. Right. I uh, worked with a bunch of big companies and a lot of good companies like yourself and, and so on and so forth. So what... What made the nerds think that Dirt Perfect was a good fit? Like, what were you looking well, for that, in a that's channel? It. I can answer a little bit of that question. I, don't, I can't go into the whole analytics side of the things because uh, we're new to YouTube, right? Uh, and I do we we finally do have the analytics, so I can start to learn that. But I'm not good at it. We've only been doing a few months, uh, so let's let's talk about their side. I'll talk about my side. So their side of it was the clicks and views and everything going on. Engagement, what engagement, they call engagement, engagement. My side of it was it fits what we do. Okay. You're out here in the dirt digging. You've got trucks. You've got things like that. I need to talk to you more about putting some more lighting and maybe a snow plow or a spreader on your truck and show some of the other things we do because that's part of it. But you align with what we what we right. do. Well, I can integrate what you provide organically in my video. Absolutely. I'm not making a video just to show off something you gave me. It's pieces and parts I need or things I use every day. Um, right. You know, one thing I always say that I feel like I do better than some other YouTubers that do the sponsorship things, the way stuff's presented. Yeah. Um, you know, it's... Um, well, you're very relatable. You've always been that way even before. Yeah. Even but my, before I even called you the Mayor Derby. Oh, let's not the go Mayor there. Derby. Oh, boy. <laughs> back there. Where are you at today, Todd, Michael? I'm down Todd, here at the dock. Do you own that? Yes, I do. <laughs> I'm going I just bought the Derby house or whatever. You're like, what? You're, you're in everywhere down here. You're in but I also think there's a lot of truth to, if you send me a piece of crap, I'm going to tell the world it's a piece of crap. Oh, no, no, I agree with that. I agree you know with what that. I mean? And, that's, yeah. and there's been a couple companies 
that I've refused to work with because they wanted to control what I was going to say. No, you can't do that. And I, it's not happening. Well, just like the other day, and I'm not going to say anything really bad about buyers, but they, they took away the jack on all the new uh, snowplows. You are talking about that on your yeah, video. On the video. Now, listen, let's, let's back up real quick. I know the engineers have to make new things and make advancements, but what, what was wrong with the jack? It, it, you didn't have to have any electricity to make it work. You, you, so if I'm a good old boy and I park my plow out in the, in the dirt and it sinks a little bit, yeah. I just take the jack and turn it Try up it a little a bit. Times. I don't have to have anything hooked to it. And, and, and I wasn't a big fan of that. And I was in the dealer council meeting when I said, I don't like the, I like the jack, I don't like the new electric switch, but Boss and other people had it, and they're, I get it, and you're wanting to. You gotta keep up with. Gotta keep up with the Joneses, mm-hmm. I get it. But maybe the Joneses ain't right. But yeah. I, I, who am I to say, I'm just a guy here in the field. So our video the same way. If, uh, if it's something I don't really care for, I'll, I'll mention I'm not going to dog them. Because right, we do right. a lot with them. And we no, love it's them. pointing out your honest opinion. But One thing I always try really hard to do, so if I have a really strong opinion about something that's positive, I try to give, exa- I try to give examples of why I believe it's positive because of X, Y, and Z. Right. And the vice versa of that, you know, my Kubota rant video was one example of that where I'm talking about all the bracketry. I had a big issue with what Kubota did on there, and I just didn't say this is my opinion. These are the facts of why I think it's crap. You know what right, I mean? You right. got you to back your mouth up, whether it's good or bad, either way. No, absolutely. I, and I agree with you. I liked your video when uh, the DOT guy got on there and you did, you were locking down the trailer and he was going over how to strap everything. No, I like that video because it was informative yep. and I learned a couple things out of it. And, and it was still entertaining. It was still entertaining and mm-hmm. I enjoyed watching it just because you were locking down the trailer and showing how you did all the, the load binders. I didn't have, never, never knew what a speed binder was. You need to be a dealer of a speed I binder. I need to get you with Steve, man. Steve's mm-hmm. an awesome dude. Speed binders are awesome. I, it was awesome. Go in there and just take the drill and suck that down. But anyway. So, all right. So, real quick in closing to wrap this up. Um, how, long have we on the, how long have we been on here? About an hour and 20. Man, it was easy. You talk yeah. a lot. Can you believe that? No. <laughs> Nobody ever said that before about So me. this is one question I've, I, I, we've talked about this a little bit. I don't know how you can answer it, how you want to answer it. So um, basically you sponsored the 120 project. You pretty right. much sponsored right. the majority of the parts that went on the 120 right. to rebuild it. In return, I think I we discussed 12 to 15 videos or something like that. Right. So did you and the nerds have, if we do this for him, we need to see this in return? No, no. So do you have, did you have any expectations of what to see no, on your side? No, I know that sounds horrible to say it that way. No, I didn't have any expectations. I knew from... And I'm not asking to be nosy. I'm just no, asking to be curious. No. Like, what, what did you know from your side? I know how my side works. Kind of what's the thought process from your side? There were a couple things going on at that time. We said we need to we need to get a little, bit, a little bit of promotion going. So we need to get our own YouTube channel going. This is just a few months ago. And at, at that time, to be honest, they were in control of the YouTube channel, so we we had to run the videos through them. And there was a few they didn't like that I loved, but anyway, <laughs> so I have control. Which means they were probably good ones. And, and I have control of the YouTube channel now. And another thing, so we wanted to go that direction. You were already on there. You had a great following. You had good videos. You, you're aligned with everything you got. Yeah, I think at the time we were having these conversations, I was probably thirty thousand subscribers and maybe getting five hundred views, five hundred thousand views a month or something. Right, right. So that was good. And then, then the other thing too was we we sat down with the guys and we're like, hey, we need to get another genre going. And uh, Amazon apparently is very. Uh, you don't want to put anything on there. Their their fees are really big, and they. I don't know. They, they, if the, if you do good on something, they're going to come out with it their own Amazon. Yeah, they, they, I had an Amazon uh, e-commerce business for a while. They changed a lot of policies about two and a half, three years ago, right. and made it really hard to get into. 
Yeah, and so the, nobody wanted to do that. So yeah. eBay, we went eBay, mm-hmm. and I'll never forget that meeting. They were, I'll even say the number. They were like, uh, we could, for $500, we could put a 1,000 items on eBay. <laughs> I said, where do I sign the papers? <laughs> <laughs> It, yeah. it wasn't that easy, by the way, but it was funny how they were like, they were like, it was like, it's $500. I was like, where do I sign? <laughs> Not stop talking about it. Let's do it. You know what I'm saying? That was the end of that meeting. Yeah. And uh, they have a really cool, pick, they have a, a ping pong table as their meeting room. Really? So when you go in there, it's an old ping pong table, which is, it, it's a it's a very nice room. It has big, huge TVs in there and stuff. It's a ping pong table. I love that ping pong table. Let's sign some papers, boys. <laughs> Come on, nerds. Let's do it. Let's turn red. Let's turn red. I want to take my iPad in there next time and type on it while they talk. Slow down. I can't type that fast. But uh, anyway, I, I appreciate you letting me come on the show. I didn't know. I'm sorry we ran over a little bit. No, no, you're, you're fine. I, you know, I guess the, the last question I have for you, and I, you may have already answered with the last one. So. The video started launching. I guess did did, did it exceed your exceed your expectations? It did. It did. We we had a lot of sales, and and, and it's it's uh, every time you launch a video, we'll see we track it by that coupon, which is and, the dirt coupon, and we can also track it off of which was clicks. My idea, by the way, it was fantastic idea. <laughs> so it, we can track it through analytics too, because uh, it's very it's crazy the amount of stuff we have. The system called the talk system, so it's the first screen that I have up on my computer. So I know where you came from. I know where you, so if you clicked off of me from YouTube, I know you came from YouTube. I know if you came from Google. And then I know what you're looking at. I know where you're from. I know scary. Your, I know all your creepy. stuff. Now this is a free system. The pay one, you can find out all kinds of stuff. But we do the free one. It still works. So I can actually talk to you on the website. I'll be honest with you. I, I usually tell people to email me directly and then I can talk to them. Yeah. But the Talk To system tracks everything. So we can see when they come from YouTube. And then when they use the Dirt Perfect, the dirt coupon, or the dirt code, we uh, we can track that as well. So real quick here in closing, I'll, I'll wrap this up. Todd called me one day. He's like, "Do you know people in Hawaii watch you?" <laughs> I'm like, "Todd, people." That was up. super scary. We've also have a new rule at, at uh, Trucker Track. We don't Google the plate their houses anymore or where they're going, stuff's going to. <laughs> it's like I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> we don't do that anymore either. I said. Uh, well, I said, people watch me all over the world. Do you know how much it costs to ship such and such to Hawaii? I said, well, by the way, we can go into a whole other podcast on shipping. Alaska, we had to cut Alaska <laughs> off. I'm sorry, everyone in Alaska. I apologize for this. But uh, you, you can't ship. Like, you can't throw it on r and they take it to Alaska. It's got to go on, like, it goes to, like, Seattle, and then they got transferred to, like, Pacific Transports or something. Mm-hmm, really? That's a whole other animal to get it to Alaska. <laughs> but, yeah, thanks, Hawaii. But, anyway, <laughs> I don't know if like out. I think we cut them back off. I'm sorry. We're just doing the lower 48. He's like, they used your promo. He's like, mad at me like it was my fault. Canadian people get pissed off, too. They email me dirty stuff all the time. Like, And that best thing is, it's it's complicated. So It is. Well, Todd, man, I appreciate you taking the time to come in and chat. And, uh, well, hey, if you guys have a chance, go to go to YouTube, yep. uh, type out truckertrack.com uh, or Trucker Track, uh, bounce off of Dirt Perfect. We really There's also it. links on your website to your social media as well. There is. And uh, we're, we're trying to get our game up on that. It's taking a little bit of time, but we're getting there slowly but surely. And, and thank you. We've been very busy. Uh, we've had a great month this month. And uh, hopefully we're helping you guys out there in the oh, world. Absolutely. If you have it's questions been, or problems, uh, we can help It's you been them. a fun. Of course, we've had a relationship way before social media. But even the social media side, we've been having a lot of fun. And, and it's been fun talking to the customers, too, you know, because uh, we're here to help. And at first, they almost seem like they're not, like we're, 
going to trick them or something. I don't know. They're like, because we'll sit down with them and spend five minutes. Hey, you need to do this, do this. Yeah. We'll help you with those things. So if you have a problem, let us know. Todd always, uh, he always gets a kick out of uh, people whenever they see him on my videos. They're like, you really know that dirt perfect guy. You know? <laughs> my favorite is when Todd is like, yeah, I know the idiot. Well, you know yeah. <laughs> I got a message from Mike. It says, uh, well, I just got a message from Todd. He said, the nerds gave me the password. It's on. Yeah. <laughs> it's on. It took a long time to get that. I don't know what the deal was. I was like, didn't I pay for all that? They're like, yeah, well, they gave me the code. <laughs> all right, Todd, man. Thanks a million. We'll probably have you on again. I uh, hope everybody enjoyed. And yeah, yeah, as always, it's been a few points from Perfect. We appreciate you watching and listening. And, uh, if you got any questions, uh, check out all his social media. We'll try to link it in the description. And yep. uh, we got our email. If uh, Yeah, we are uh, a few points from Perfect at yahoo.com. You guys have anything? So that's a wrap. Thanks, right, Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.